Only so many beautiful days on earth. Isn't it true? Don't we feel that today with the fire and the flood? This is Reverend Billy with Savitri D from The Earth Wants You. I don't know. It, w- it wouldn't seem that the earth wants us at this point. Why would the earth <laughs> yeah, want yeah. us? It seems just, but I don't know. We don't want to ha- call our radio show The Earth Rejects You Soundly. <laughs> it doesn't sound right either. The earth is sick of you, human. <laughs> The Earth has had just simply had enough with this two-bit predator Hence called the. Hence our new motto: Make the Earth Great Again. Hallelujah! That's it. Yeah. That's our new title, which segues nicely into the fact that yesterday we were in Times Square. That's right. Uh, confronted by, well, not mostly Trump people. I would say the uh, the largest number of people in Times Square, maybe ten thousand people. You need people. to back up. Back up. Oh, back up. Back up, back up. We want freedom, freedom. Freedom, um, freedom. Listen, we went to Times Square uh, for the second installment of Tourists Against Trump, our global social movement, which I don't know if we've talked about very much here on The Earth Wants You, but get ready, people, because it's coming your way. Tourists Against Trump, a new global social movement. Uh, we went to Times Square with the choir yesterday afternoon. There were thousands and thousands of people. Oh, oh here, we have some sound coming up here. Hallelujah. We are tourists against Donald Trump. We love the people in the border. Well, you can hear the sounds of the city there. Billy's talking about the stream that used to run underneath Times Square. Why it's such an energized and incredible place. We went there and paraded throughout, and as Billy mentioned, there were a lot of... uh, um, Trump supporters, I mean, I think they were vastly outnumbered, honestly, but they it, they seem so comical. Well, they're almost. like trolls on the internet. They you know, actually they're, they're, look like trolls. They get in your face. Oh, they look like trolls. And they carry flags around and wave them a lot. Like, That's not very generous of you. They look like fascist. trolls. I like trolls, you know, in You know, nature, tourists against Trump. bridge. Tourists against Trump kind of, um, I'd, like to, I'd like to just send a signal of gratitude and hilarity out to our uh, British activist friends who came up with the phrase BP or not BP you know mm-hmm. for the for the for the well, it's activist it, it's against actually Tate Modern to BP or not BP oh I mis, m- misquoted to be B- to BP or not BP misquoting Macbeth <laughs> to a Everyone British audience why it's terrible it's no, terrible no. that's Hamlet isn't it <laughs> Macbeth. No, that's out damn spot. That's that's oh gosh, Hamlet. Now you've said it. We have to turn in a circle three <laughs> times the wrong way. <laughs> the Scottish play. You said those words. Billy, stand up right now and do a circle. All three right. times going counterclockwise. This isn't going to be good radio, though. I will do it. We've gone in, into I'll, a I'll, terrible... I'll, the left to the left. That's what actors have to do when you Two. say the Scottish play, the name of it. Three. Okay, he's fine now. He'll be fine. His legs won't fall off next time he walks on stage. Anyway, I, I'm dizzy. This Tours is Against really Trump, which is basically a... Improve a, the show. A, Tours Against Trump, we started in Athens as a, a way of illustrating, again, uh, the incredible force that capitalism plays in our life. And that capitalism by now has created two kinds of people, tourists and migrants. And that's it. That's your choice out there. Unless you're a billionaire, you're either one or the other. And tourists are ushered across borders, swept across borders, invited across borders, forced across borders, really, to spend their money. They are like the uh, 
the, the lubricant, the KY jelly of capitalism, right? Spreading their dollars all around or their euros or whatever, their yen. and Carrying the money to the next place. And migrants. They get shot, drowned. Jailed. Stopped. Their children put in cages. This is a way to tell these stories in new ways. That's what we're trying to do here at The Earth Wants You, try to illustrate the problem. Because it doesn't seem like quite, a f quite enough people kind of get the problem or see the problem, which is amazing to me, but... Um, what do you mean by that? I mean, if... Okay, I'm looking at the alphabet. It has 26 letters, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, H, etc., mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I, I can make words out of those letters. I can make sentences, paragraphs. I can write a book. I can do things with those letters. The same letters apparently are not adding up to other people into words, sentences, paragraphs, and stories, uh, narratives <laughs> about... Reality, people. I'm talking about reality. The reality of capitalism, the reality of climate change, the reality of fascism in our country. I, I don't know. I so what did we do? We d descended into 10,000 people who kind of wondered what the hell tourists against Trump means. Yeah. We had a 25-foot-long banner towering over us. Yeah. It's Part really, of it was in Greek. And it's really great. Like the woman said, wait, hold on. Are you really serious? Wait, because I'm a tourist and I love Donald Trump. <laughs> At which point we all gathered around her and began to pray for her. Yes, we got on our knees. In it was earnest. a high, she, it was a good moment. Yeah. She really was so startled by our prayers. We were praying so earnestly for her for well-being her soul. that yeah, she would yeah. come around and she just couldn't believe that we were, first of all, taking her identity as a tourist away from her. And then praying for her. Oh, it was glorious. That's true. Tourists uh, <laughs> think that they have a degree of protection from being depoliticized completely. They just float along. Yeah, with and, permission. And they, yeah. they have the permission to not have any opinion. But, but then I think it's our discovery that many, tr many tourists do see into the eyes of those children in those cages. But Billy, again, I just want to tell you, when you say they... And you other the tourist. Why do you think you're free of this? Why do you think you don't get to be a tourist or aren't? Oh a tourist? no, I'm not othering the tourist. I'm jumping ahead of my own phrase, out in front oh, of my sonic I life, see. and I'm receiving my own accusation on oh, the other side of the fence. You oh, see, I see. Very There's quick. No judgment that way. there. Very quick that way. Yeah. There was yeah. a good moment when that lady we were all praying at, uh, when she was walking away, she went. She started like waving her hands beside her head and went, you guys are all crazy like that. <laughs> it's and, true. And everyone was like, oh, no, yep. you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think another uh, high point was when the, there's a, a Trump supporter in Times Square and he, he wears a Make America Great t-shirt and then he has a, a American flag like wrapped around him, kind of like a sarong. And uh, he was just wasted drunk, like really, really drunk, almost drooling drunk, you know. And he was like, ah. I'm and then he just fell down. He just passed out in front of us on the ground, on the sidewalk, and we're singing. And then this beautiful, elegant African man uh, who was working for one of the bus companies tried to help him just so generously. Like, even though this guy is promoting these racist values, he's like, come on, man, because he just saw another man humiliating himself. Like, don't do that, man. Come on, you look bad. Don't do it. Let me help you. And then five policemen all very blue-eyed, I should point out, which was kind of strange in the context of Times Square. Blue-eyed cops, five of them, they're like, man, just leave him. He's always like that. He's like that every day. He's like that every day. And I thought, here is America in a nutshell, right in front of us. <laughs> 
Well, those cops are being protective of their own because that, that, the, the guy that passed out was blue-eyed as well. I don't know if they were... I mean, it, was an, it reminded me a little bit of being in Germany when there's a, an SS or a Nazi march and a nationalist march there and the cops protect this tiny group of idiots from thousands and thousands of, of uh, non-nationalists who lie in the streets. Did you mean Germany or, or oh, yeah. Charlottesville, Virginia? Actually, what that happened you, yeah. yesterday in Washington, D.C. as well, so... I meant Germany because I've seen that in Germany, but the cops have to protect these idiots. Sorry, was that idiots? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was very offensive. Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to call That's, you an idiot. And you're not offensive, you're Killian Sunderman. That's Killian, Killian Sunderman, Sunderman, our producer engineer figure over there with the Irish accent. Yeah. Any Irish questions out there, call us up. Right. Send them my way. <laughs> Ask and an now, Irish immigrant. what time is it? It is time to wrap all of this up in... The news from the natural world with Savitri D. Listeners, welcome. I'm Savitri D. This is news from the natural world. More than 3,000 firefighters are working on the Mendocino complex fires, which together have burned 331,399 acres as of Sunday morning, August 12th. No one has died in the fires except for, I think, a fireman, which together have injured two firefighters and destroyed more than 200 structures. The ranch fire, just one of the Mendocino complex fires, became the largest wildfire in California history on Sunday morning. The ranch fire scorched almost 300,000 acres by Sunday morning, bypassing the previous record, uh, December's Thomas fire down there in Santa Barbara. So two, the two largest fires in California history in less than one year. Jurors in San Francisco have told Monsanto it must pay $289 million in damages to a man dying of cancer. Whoa caused by exposure to its herbicides. You've heard a lot about that here, and we'll talk about that more later. The Democratic National Committee passed a resolution Friday afternoon that activists say effectively reverses a ban on fossil fuel company donations. The resolution introduced by DNC Chair Tom Perez states that the party, quote, supports fossil fuel workers and will accept donations from employers' political action committees. It was approved by a 30-2 vote just two months after the committee adopted another resolution prohibiting donations from fossil fuel companies by a unanimous vote. So, DNC, get it together. Uh, As municipal governments across the United States work to reduce infections, a new analysis by Climate Central shows rising temperatures have increased the number of days each year when mosquito-borne diseases are likely to be spread. So Climate Central analysts examine the number of days each year that temperatures were optimal for the transmission of mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus, which is those optimal temperatures between 61 Fahrenheit and 93 Fahrenheit. So a city like El Paso, Texas, had last year more than 240 such days. Uh, This is a growing trend in most municipalities in the United States. Uh, thousands of sea creatures now litter many of Southern Florida's typically picturesque beaches. Most are fish, mulletfish, catfish, pufferfish, snook, trout, grunt, and even the massive Goliath grouper. But other creatures are also washing ashore crabs, eels, manatees, dolphins, turtles, and more. It's a wildlife massacre of massive proportions, and the cause of the deaths is unknown. And the toxic, stinging fumes in the air is a bloom of harmful algae. Oh. A red tide that scientists say is the region's worst in over a decade. It's just like a ghost town, says Heather Barron, head vet at Florida's clinic for the rehabilitation of wildlife. 
anything that can leave has, and anything that couldn't leave has died. Many organisms around the world can cause these harmful algal blooms, which are also known as red tides. Uh, but in Florida, the culprit is usually the tiny plant-like algae known as Karenia brevis, which produces toxins that cause both gastrointestinal and neurological problems when eaten. The latest bloom now stretches around 100 miles along the coast and miles offshore, often pushed into concentrated patches by winds and currents. New South Wales, which is Australia's most populous state and about the size of France, that's right, the size of France, uh, was declared 100% in drought on Wednesday. Despite the fact that it is winter, farmers in the state and throughout the southern region of Australia are struggling to maintain their livelihood as crops fail and livestock die. With grazing land turned to dust, some farmers have resorted to hand feeding to keep their stock alive. They also have permission to shoot kangaroos that compete for pasture. Oh. Depression and suicide among farmers are on the rise, and yet there is no end in sight to this crippling d drought unseen for generations. The predicted start of bushfire season has been brought forward two months in New South Wales to prepare for what could be an apocalyptic summer scenario. In an article published this past May, scientists say, quote, major droughts in the late 20th and early 21st centuries in southern Australia are likely without president. Well, they precedent. clearly are without president, without precedent over the past 400 years. So we're looking at two years straight of a 400-year drought. Uh, Australia, as usual, uh, the, the, uh, the out there in front on climate change, right? <clears throat> it's happening there first. This is coming to everywhere soon. In an effort <clears throat> to tackle plastic pollution, New Zealand is committed to banning plastic bags for good. On Friday, Prime Minister Yacinda Ardern, the mother of a very tiny baby, uh, announced plans to ban single-use plastic shopping bags, giving retailers a six-month window to phase them out. I mentioned that she's the mother of a small baby because it's so unusual for a sitting head of a nation to have a child. But I think it, she's making great decisions. And I have to say, maybe part of it is because she has a little child. Uh, with an estimated 8 million tons of plastic waste entering the global marine environment each year, uh, and New Zealand's marine exclusive economic zone is 15 times the size of its landmass. So New Zealand is largely made up of ocean. The country has a significant part to play in the globe's plastic pollution cleanup. Amen. And employer expectations of work email monitoring during non-work hours are detrimental to the health and well-being of not only employees, but their family members. So this new study is called Killing Me Softly, Electronic Communications Monitoring and Employee and Significant Other Well-Being. And it shows that such expectations result in anxiety, which adversely affects the health of employees and their families. The competing demands of work and non-work lives present a dilemma for employees, which triggers feelings of anxiety and endangers work and personal lives. Research exposes the reality. Flexible work boundaries often turn into work without boundaries, compromising an employee's and their family's oh. health and well-being. I just pointed to Billy because he maybe has this problem a little <laughs> of himself. 125 college students were tested to see how well they could perform simple math while either slumped over or sitting up straight with shoulders back and relaxed. 56% of the students reported finding it easier to perform the math in an upright position. So people, sit up straight. 
Killian? For people who are anxious about math, posture makes a giant difference. Two plus two. The slumped over position shuts them down and their brains do not work as well. They cannot think as clearly. Sit up. Sit up. Everybody. (laughs) As marine mammals evolved to make water their primary habitat, they lost the ability to make a protein that defends humans and other land-dwelling mammals from the neurotoxic effects of a popular human-made pesticide. The implications of this discovery led researchers to call for monitoring our waterways to learn more about the impact of pesticides and agricultural runoff on marine mammals such as dolphins. You know, I just can't even finish this because why does it take the absence of this protein to monitor our waterways properly and to not, we don't know what pesticides do to all the animals in the sea, so let's just not do it, regardless of this protein. And finally, just an update on J35 over there in the Salish Sea, that southern resident killer whale. Uh, 16 days after her calf's death, that mother orca has released the child, but is still tending to the body. So two weeks of grieving, mother orca is still tending to her baby's body. And that was the news from the natural world. Sobered up the radio show. I guess. Don't feel quite so so humorous. I think that. But you are sitting up straight. I, but my posture has improved, but it's too late. The end of the world doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know how much do we about need to do math anyway. We have Make a. Should sure stand up straight at the cash register. We have a. Uh, as we shop, we have we have a song that we'd like to play right now. Monsanto is the devil. It is a song that we have toured with for years, and we want to remember this Monsanto trial. Monsanto is the devil. Pretends he's a scientist. The pest we need for this predator. Evolution with a kiss. That's
Okay. She remembers the rain. All right. <laughs> Monsanto is the devil. She remembers the sun. A seed is not a logo. So great news from San Francisco. A jury trial. Uh, finally, is this the asbestos moment we've all been waiting for with glyphosates, which many of our listeners will know was the focus of our work for almost two years. We created a, a national map of glyphosate uh, spraying in public spaces, exactly the situation that Lee Johnson, who uh, was awarded $289 million. The Johnson family deserves it because uh, Lee will be dead in a few, well, they say a couple months. Yeah, he's in non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The evidence has been around for really decades. Um, this is not new science. It just took this particular jury in this particular moment and these persuasive attorneys. And now 4,000 people are signed up for various class action suits that, who are many of them suffering from that same cancer. We have, we have the um, Rev Billy forward slash national map. Uh, we, have, we have the map of the spraying in 200 communities across the country and uh, a number of the spraying events are um, in schools, schoolyards, uh, like Lee Johnson was uh, the groundskeeper of in the state of California because California had a whistleblower that sent us all that information. Right. So we spent almost two years mapping these sites just to demonstrate the ubiquity of this pesticide, which was never meant to be on every surface of every human's life like it is now. Um, I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface of glyphosate, glyphosate spraying, Roundup spraying in the United States, which includes like along every track of every train, along the lawns of most consumers' houses, uh, schoolyards, bus stops, median strips. Um, it's in your beer. It's in almost all of your food. You know, 99% of German beer has glyphosates in it. I mean, I'm telling you people, it is ubiquitous. Pregnant so, women. It, it, it really is the American bombing syndrome once again. We, we don't ask questions. We don't really do the research as we've seen again and again in Iraq and Afghanistan as an example, certainly going back earlier through the illegal immoral wars all the way to Vietnam. And then to the, to the bombing, especially at the end of World War II, after the World War was won, um, the Dresden bombing, the fire bombing, so many civilians killed, the, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki, obvious, obvious examples, but also the, the firebombing of Tokyo, which was conventional bombs. Right. We have had a national addiction that has never really been addressed, just weaponizing our belief system. Right. It's going on right now in Central and South America. Uh, the, the, the chemicalizing of vast swaths of land to prevent uh, the planting of cocoa for cocaine. I mean, we can't stop. We can't stop. It's, the, it's a militarized assault on the earth, uh, spreading these invisible chemicals that then uh, have these surfactants that like creep down into the root systems and into the soil and into the groundwater and are never tested with all that, the, the combination of with chemicals. The total, with the total roundup? Uh, they were always, that was one of Monsanto's tricks, and that's one of the reasons they were able to stave off the asbestos moment, stave off that tobacco moment longer than they should have been able to. It was because they, they divided up the Roundup spray 
And glyphosate was one of the poisons, but the, right. surfac- the surfactants, surfactants, yeah, uh, like emulsifiers, with glyph- glyphosate makes a third thing, makes it makes makes yeah. a much more potent. Right. And it took them years uh, to accept that the entire spraying event must be examined. And as with so many things in the U.S., that's proprietary information. You know, it takes a lot to even get what's in it from these companies because they can claim that it's protected and if if they give it away it's a trade secret so and now their representatives t- have taken over the epa once again 289 million dollars is not enough uh and it I, to me it's so interesting because it's just a jury like this science is not new right so suddenly this group of people can make this decision and today bear's stock is bear who who took over monsanto just a few months Bayer, ago yeah yeah the german pharmaceutical company their stock is tumbling um you know but this is just one jury, right? And and now it'll be appealed, and it's it could get turned down. But maybe the damage is done. Maybe the the momentum has started. Let's hope so. Let's hope let's hope it continues. I I have a few quotes from the attorneys who who uh, litigated this trial, and I also want to point people to Glyphosate Girl, um, who covered the trial for months. I think she posted almost every day. A pretty exhaustive. Uh, descriptions. Brilliant work. Brilliant activism. Really, just stuck it out, and uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff there. Glyphosate girl, and thank you, Glyphosate girl, for your incredible work there in San Francisco. Uh, so, Attorney Wisner steps up to the microphone. This is from her blog, and speaks off the cuff. Quote: Every major known carcinogen had a moment like this, a moment when the science finally caught up. Okay, the science is decades old, but okay, when the people finally caught up is what he meant to say. When they could no longer bury it, where people had to actually look at it and say, we have a problem. And this case is that moment, because right now, a unanimous jury here in San Francisco has told Monsanto, enough. You did something wrong, and now you have to pay. We now have a way forward. I want to say thank you. This was a massive team effort. Then the uh, attorney, David Dig. Uh, Dickens, Mr. Johnson came into the Miller firm three and a half years ago and came to us with an incurable cancer. Since that time, we have spent time in his kitchen with his wife and children. Mr. Johnson has been an inspiration to all of us. He has stayed strong. He's put his neck out and, and he is dying. He will be, he will pass in the next months. And here's Bobby Kennedy. Kennedy thanks the jury for their attention, purposefulness, and earnestness in reaching a verdict that was fair, that was based on the evidence, and really gave me tremendous faith in the American jury system. In many ways, it was American democracy and our justice system that was on trial in this case, because in this case, as in almost every environmental case of this magnitude, you not only see many people injured, but you also see a subversion of democracy. You see the corruption of public officials, the capture of the agencies that are supposed to protect us all from pollution. They become captured by the industries they were supposed to regulate, the corruption of science, the falsification of science. And we saw all of those things happen here. This is a company that used all the plays in the playbook that was developed over 60 years ago by the tobacco industry to escape consequences of killing one-fifth of its customers. And they're still doing it. They are saying at this point that Lee Johnson's cancer is not caused by the right. Monsanto company, and they are appealing. So uh, my question is, when when do the Johnsons get the money? Do, is, are we going into a long yeah, appeal no, process? No, yeah, we are. Monsanto and Roundup have used those strategies to insulate this product, which is now... Here's Bobby Kennedy quoting me, Savitri D, which is now ubiquitous in our food supply, our water, our wildlife, and everything we touch. It's in mother's breast milk in this country. We've passed the inflection point in which the science is now too persuasive to deny. I, I hope Bobby Kennedy is right. Uh, Glyphosate Girl, go check it out. A lot of information there.
Now, we are, um, we are involved in the World Food Prize here at the Church of Stop Shopping. Two years ago, Nehemiah Luckett and myself went out to Des Moines, Iowa. The World Food Prize is called Monsanto's Oscars, and they give a quarter of a million dollar award annually to people who support GMO industrial agriculture, which is always sprayed by Roundup. It kind of comes with comes with the most popular pesticide in the world. Right, it's like the Nobel <laughs> Prize for uh, big ag. And we uh, we protested a little bit too close to their executive party. They have a party of the the seven sisters of 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 big chem. Uh, but I think they're all merging with each other now. I don't think there's seven anymore. It used to be Syngenta. There was a couple Chinese companies, an Indian company, um, BASF from Germany, Bayer from Germany. Syngenta is from Switzerland, uh, and then Dow and DuPont, the old ones, and then Monsanto, which is kind of the flashy new one. Um, uh, and so we got a little bit too close to, to the party, but how f- close were we? 350 feet away. <laughs> and, you know, a, a, you know, a bunch of people. Uh, we had a bullhorn, but they had a 76 trombone classic Iowa marching band between us and the party. That's really loud. <laughs> a local uh, high school band that they'd hired. And their party is not just in another nightclub. Their party is in the Iowa State. State Capitol under the dome, which is a building which also houses the Iowa State Supreme Court. So uh, corruption on its face. The uh, this is the subversion <laughs> of democracy that Bobby Kennedy was talking about. The state troopers are acting exactly not like nightclub bouncers at the bottom of this long series of steps. It's like a cartoon, you know, in the New Yorker where the steps go up to heaven and they disappear in like clouds. And Saint Saint Peter has a joke at the top. That that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're looking at here. Lots. Of, we were at some distance from the Capitol, okay, and they came down, and they um, we just crossed this one little street, and uh, said we would like to go up into the. Uh, I'm say we, uh, Father Frank Cordero, who's a protege of of Daniel Berrigan's, and a local Catholic worker leader, has a series of shelters, and I think has been um, disinvited from the church by the bishop, if I'm not mistaken. And then myself. That's a good sign. And the, t- the two of us, and a friend from the uh, the homeless movement in Des Moines, uh, Rick Prettyman, Prettyman, the three of us, and we crossed this one street that we're not supposed to cross, and the nightclub, the nightclub bouncer slash state trippers, mm-hmm. you know, with their hard-brimmed yeah, the hats. Dudley Do-Right hats kind of yeah. pulled over their Not eyebrows. a party I want to go to. Thank you. <laughs> They, um, they said, where are your tickets? I said, we don't have tickets, but we do have the First Amendment. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to go up into the party and preach. Mm-hmm. We'd like to preach to the criminals poisoning the earth. Yeah. And um, so we were, we were arrested on the spot. And then um, they withdrew the charges. Uh, pretty, well, about 90 minutes into the trial, the, <laughs> the judge... <laughs> The judge kept saying, to the delight of our attorneys, Wiley Stucklow and, and, and Glenn Downey, the, the judge kept looking down at 
um, her desk up there, and she kept saying over and over again, 350 feet, that's, that's, that's longer than a football field. It was very Midwestern. You know, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was right there with the marching band. But I bet she was sitting up straight while the she was doing that The football field. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are. We're starting to slump. <laughs> I'm starting to get down to 325 feet and 290 feet. <clears throat> We'd like to play an interview we recorded um, like 18 months ago with Zen Honeycutt from Moms Across America who uh, has worked tirelessly against GMOs and glyphosate specifically. So um, she sort of ran those early breast milk studies and tried to introduce pilot programs to study the breast milk. She's a California-based wonderful activist. uh, And here she is talking to us downstairs. Zen Honeycutt. We have over 400 leaders that have created over 750 events in all 50 states. We are active, we are out there, and we want to get rid of Roundup. Amen. We're rounding up, rounding up. We're rounding up, roundup. It's, it's, you know, the cowboys don't deserve to have their, have, their, uh, have their traditions ripped off by Monsanto. Just like Philip Morris, you know, those, <laughs> those, those cowboys with the cancer. You know, the, the, uh, yeah. that's that the cowboys are a tradition that, 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 that's a, that's a part of Americana and, and, and lots of different, lots of different kinds of people have been cowboys, including women, including African-Americans. There's a, there's a tradition of cowboy. It, 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 it kind of went for a lot of people. It means Philip Morris. It means cigarettes. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, uh, well, we, I, we met some cowboys going cross country and they did not like the idea of Monsanto taking over their food supply. So they were against GMOs, against Roundup, and we were very happy to meet them. I do believe that uh, this is a uh, this is a struggle that has adherence, has has fellow resistors in many different walks of life. Um, I know that you you are a Native American. And talking glibly about cowboys is, is a very has a very uh, deep resonance with you. Actually, I'm half Chinese and and half French. I look Native American, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm I was I thought that Native Americans were Chinese and French. That's I guess I have to study that again. <laughs> I'm a mix. I'm a mix. <laughs> well, the the uh, you you can talk easily about cowboys. <laughs> they also killed Chinese people, as I recall, when they were. Uh, Building the ra- railroads out there. Mm-hmm. They did. The uh, uh, I'm wondering if the if the uh, if you can talk about uh, a little bit about where we are right now from where where, where you sit. How do you see the? Um, we keep trying to uh, estimate where we are with. Uh, Glyphosates and, and 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 Monsanto's Roundup on the basis of of uh, uh, rulings that take place from the EU or from the World Health Organization or or the EPA. We you know we we try to we try to see where we stand with this poison that is ubiquitous now in all of our bodies and of uh, the plants and animals around us, the soil and the water. What where do you think we stand right now? Well, I think that we're winning. The fact that the EU 
had seven countries completely abstain from voting whether or not to have glyphosate renewed in the EU was amazing. And the fact that the European Commission did renew it for 18 months, as upsetting that is that they did renew it, um, they did renew it with severe restrictions. Mm -hmm. And it was for a short time. It wasn't for 15 years as the manufacturers wanted it to be. For a year and a half. That shows that there is a significant awareness of the harm of glyphosate and glyphosate-based herbicides, which includes the other in chemicals in Roundup. The other the other chemicals have been proven to make Roundup a thousand times more toxic. What? So together is what we're talking about. All of these chemicals. Glyphosate is harmful, yes, and with all the other chemicals, it's extremely toxic. So I think we're winning because of the global awareness. And I think we're winning because here in the US, farmers such as John Kempf from Advancing Eco Agriculture has said that Two years ago, he had a, uh, a gathering of farmers, about 150 farmers, and he asked them, how many of you use Roundup? And every single one of them raised their hands. Now, this year, he asked them, and this is after, by the way, having a lunch where he invited the wives and gave his talk. And then the, the wives were um, influencing the husband, sort of nudging them, you know, like, listen to what he's saying. After that, only eight of them. Uh, the same 150, only eight of them raised their hands that they're using Roundup. Oh, my heavens. So it is being, it's being dropped because it's not working. It, the weeds are becoming super weeds. And because the consumer awareness is such that we don't want toxic chemicals on our food, and there's no going backwards to that. We can't unlearn that. We're not going to say, oh, okay, you've convinced me. Pour some Roundup on my you know, my beans or peas or legumes as a drying agent. Go ahead and do that. No, we're not. We refuse to be lied to anymore about our food supply. We refuse to be poisoned. And therefore, there's been a 30% increase of the sale of organic food in one year, just past last year. So I say that again. I know that that we are winning. We are going in the right direction. 30%. Say that again. We can't stop. 30% rise in, in organic food production and distribution yes 30% just, just this last year alone increase. last year in 2015 yes wow that's that's just in one year alone yeah it's at, and a 4 billion drop in sales of conventional junk food 4 billion dollar drop in sales so they are losing money by producing gmo that's toxic amazing food Yes, we are making a difference. Absolutely. All of us by choosing more organic and by, you know, choosing non-GMO is good, but that doesn't mean no Roundup, right? They could still be spraying Roundup on the wheat that's in the, the you know, non-GMO or, the, or even the soy or canola oil as a drying agent. It could be non-GMO soy or canola oil, but they could be spraying glyphosate on it as a drying agent before harvest. So it's very, you know sad for me to tell people that you really do need to go organic in order to avoid GMOs and toxic chemicals. Well, now, can you, can you, uh, people are hearing you use that phrase drying agent. Um, Yes. Can you tell us what that means exactly? So before a farmer harvests their crop, many of them have taken on by suggestion of companies like Monsanto and other agriculture companies to spray the entire crop with a glyphosate-based herbicide because glyphosate 
is a chelator. It draws out the vital min- minerals and nutrients of any living thing it touches. So you can imagine that it would dry it very quickly, drawing out that. And so it's uniformly dries out the entire crop. So then the form- farmer can go in and very quickly harvest the entire crop versus waiting for days or maybe even weeks for one end of the crop, which might be more ripe than another end of the crop, right? And having to wait to harvest everything. So the problem is you then, you know, basically kill off the vital nutrients and living uh, nutrients in, in that crop. And so we're now eating vastly nutrient deficient foods and tests have shown this, that the organic food is more nutrient dense. So it's a drying agent. They dry it before they harvest to speed up the process of harvest. Wow. That's the creation and, of a monoculture. Um, yeah, the EU has restricted that. So you know what that reminds me of. It reminds me of this move to suppress the enzymes in tomatoes that ripen the tomatoes, so that they'll stay. Um, they'll kind of freeze the tomato in a particular part of its ripening cycle Mm -hmm. and it will stay at that place for 24 days. So they have a longer shelf life and they can, they can drive the tomatoes farther in the refrigerator trucks to um, expand the distribution of that product. They make more money because the tomatoes are not going, they're not they're not ripening into rotten tomatoes. Uh, it, it, yes. Creating a monoculture so that uh, the efficiencies of scale can be applied by the corporations. Well, I'm, I'm uh, you know, when, when I hear you talk about the, um, the, you know, you have a very um, persuasive optimism Zen, <laughs> you're a good preacher, and thank you. The, I know that uh, you you have been involved in testing us for glyphosates in our in our in our blood, in our bodies. Um, yeah, not in our blood yet, but in our urine, in our children's urine, uh-huh. in our tap water, in our breast milk. We were the first ones in the world to test on breast milk for glyphosate. And we found shockingly high levels. And since then, many groups have tested different kinds of food. Um, beer was tested in Europe. A, a supporter came to us with tests from in wine of glyphosate. And the levels that were found were all much higher than what has been shown to destroy gut bacteria. And when people hear the word bacteria, usually think something bad, right? Uh-huh, Antibacterial right. soap, we want to kill all the bacteria we can. The problem is we have a trillion bacteria in our bodies and over 30,000 just in our gut alone. And we need those bacteria to break down our foods, to make our hormones. And one of the, some of the very important hormones that are made in our gut are tryptophan. And without tryptophan, you can't make serotonin. Without serotonin, you can't make melatonin or guarin. And serotonin is what regulates insulin. So without that, all of a sudden you're getting diabetes. Without melatonin and serotonin, all of a sudden you have now depressed bipolar people with possibly even violent tendencies. What are we seeing in the world? Skyrocketing issues of, that. of mental yeah. illness. A lot of that. Well, yeah, this is, this a lot is, of uh, that. I was Way in more France. Than we need. I, I was in France when uh, 
one of the big wine reports came to the French through a popular TV show. Uh, what was the lady's name? Uh, f- a famous journalist in France delivered this report about the, about the wine. And mm. uh, the French were just uh, apoplectic. They were, they were absolutely floored that they're uh, wonderful. And then it happened with German beer. Same thing. Yes. What, what wine yeah, all is... All t- ten of the wines that were tested were positive for glyphosate, and unfortunately, including the organic wine. It was a much smaller amount. It was 28 times less uh-huh. in the organic wine. But the fact that it's in there at all points to the fact that glyphosate is not only in the fertilizer that the GMO-fed cows are eating because the grains are sprayed with glyphosate, it's not only drifting from other farms, but in areas where they're not using fertilizer and there is no drift because they live, you know, they have their their vineyard in a forest or something, you know, near mm-hmm. a forest. Mm-hmm. The only way that that could be happening is through the irrigation water, the contamination, or through the rain. And unfortunately, the rain has been tested and the water has been tested and it's anywhere between 70 to 90 percent of the water samples that have come back have been positive for glyphosate. Oh, so our planet is being poisoned and we must stop this. And the only way to stop it is to ban glyphosate. It's to revoke the license of glyphosate, which is being considered right now by the EPA. They are considering it. And I just met with them a couple weeks ago, along with eight or eight other scientists. Um, I shouldn't say other scientists, but other people who were scientists. I'm not a scientist. I'm a mom that is concerned about my children and the planet and a farmer as well. And we met with them and they presented all kinds of studies that showed the harm of glyphosate. And in the end, I asked the question, do you have any long-term animal studies, which means two-year, you know, lifespan animal studies, on the final formulation of Roundup, not just the one active chemical ingredient, which is considered glyphosate. Do you have any long-term animal studies on the final formulation of Roundup? And they tried to dodge the question, but eventually they said no not that we're aware of. And then I said, well, then how can you claim that Roundup is safe? And they didn't answer my question. And you know why? Because they can't. Because the EPA's policy is to only test for the one declared active chemical ingredient. There must be 52 different chemicals in Roundup. But the manufacturer gets to say, oh, we're going to pick this one chemical as the active chemical ingredient. And then they provide tests only for that one chemical. And it's also, of course, provided by the manufacturer. So how, you know, how can that be trusted? That's right. So that's the state of our EPA system now. It is completely fraudulent. Corrupt. We have been deceived for decades. Monsanto, go away. Are safe. We've got it. We're going to take a music break now, Zen.
much thanks to our Monsanto activist, Neil Young, who with Daryl Hannah and, and the Nelson brothers. The promise of the real. The promise of the real. Uh, took us along with them um, on their tour. Their, it was the called the Rebel Content Tour across the United States uh, in their opposition to Monsanto. During the tour, um, Neil and Daryl were shooting money to the Vermont lawyers who were trying to, to control the labeling of GMO products on the shelves of Vermont. That's right. Tireless work by Neil Young and Daryl Hannah on behalf of so the earth. Thank you. Against Monsanto. This is The Earth Wants You. We are uh, on terrestrial radio stations. We would like to welcome to our family WKWR from Richmond, Virginia. Approached us in the person of DJ Strider, who is a, um, a slacker from the Church of the Subgenius. Right on. Bringing it home. We've, we've conducted uh, rituals with Reverend Hal from the Church of Subgenius on the playa of, yeah. Bur- of Burning Man. I also recall an incident where we called the, uh, the numbers in a bingo game at the old Odeon in San Francisco. There was a lot of subgenius people there, and Billy and I, after being on the road for 10 days, were subgenius quite, and really couldn't, and probably were slumping, because we couldn't even figure out how to call the numbers for a bingo game, <laughs> which is really easy. I've done it since, and it's really easy. But I mean, They were delighted. They invited us into slackitude yeah, at that chicken moment. Chicken was like, wow, chicken that was John the was worst <laughs> anyone has ever done that. No I, one has ever done a worse job than you two. What, what rhymes did you do? <laughs> you know, we just looked at the ping pong ball, and it, it said I, five. You know, it was... It was there was no problem. I mean, <laughs> but we found a way to f- screw it up. Staying alive, five. <laughs> Easy. Oh, see, he, Killian's way out ahead of me. I didn't even know you do a rhyme with it. <laughs> Ten. The rhyme. Do was it again. Way <laughs> too sophisticated for us. That's how you do it. Is it time for Extinction's Got Talent? I think so. The lemur. Almost every species of lemur is at risk of extinction, making it the world's most endangered primate. The destruction of their tropical forest habitat in Madagascar is caused by illegal tree logging, charcoal production, and mining. And here, the sounds of the lemur. And if you can tell me which lemur this is, I'll send you a t-shirt. What kind of t-shirt? Is it washed? If you work on this show, you're not eligible for the prize, Kellyanne. Kellyanne. I, see him. I was reading the... <laughs> needs a new t-shirt. <laughs> it's a ringtail lemur. K- Kellyanne. Whoa, he wins the contest. <laughs> Can I get a t-shirt now? Corruption. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked. Shocked. <laughs> Children, when we were marching in Times Square yesterday, we descended into a, a five-block-long crowd of people from all over the world. We had marched as 
Tourists Against Trump with a hashtag at the beginning. We had premiered our idea, semi-comic, and then, if you think about it, serious, in Syntagma Square down to Monastraki Market below the Acropolis in Athens, Greece, three weeks before. Now in Times Square yesterday, uh, we found ourselves once again in a zone where high-end tourists, clearly with credit cards, are mixing with people who are recent immigrants, or recent arrivals to the American dream. And then sprouting among the crowd, big green Lady Liberty pantomimists. The feeling we got as we sang our way from the uptown edge towards the downtown, towards 42nd Street from 49th, the feeling we got was that we were, we were descending into a world of uncertainty what the academics would call a liminal space. The people were, they had the attitude that they were, they were without commitment, that they were drifting. They were tourists. They didn't have to have politics. There was the occasional, uh, you know, Trump-spouting right-wing preacher, perhaps. There was the naked cowboy, a Trump supporter. But we came, we came forward with the suggestion that tourists, too, the most consumer of consumerisms, Tourists must also be against Trump, be against the hate and the fear. And before the earth, before the families, before the open borders, be against the economies that, that raise militaries and, and over-provisioned security of, uh, regimes that, that stop you 13 times with your, your passport. The, the, the thing is there. And it is in each of us. And we experienced people just quickly triggered by our sign and by our singing. And they, they were just saying, yes, I'm against Trump. I'm against hate and fear. And I want all families to be together. And no law of any kind, not a national law, but not the law of consumerism, which is a huge set of determined behaviors. That is, that is legal too. It's as powerful as laws. None of that. None of that is worth breaking families apart. We feel sometimes there is an issue before us that summarizes all of our love. And at that moment, you feel all the campaigns, all the progressive campaigns come together to be one thing. Monsanto's toxicity, the Lee Johnson trial in California, was right there with us. We ask you to consider the unlikely, the unplanned, the unpredictable communities, the alliances that will have to take place. Tourists and immigrants together, one group pulled across borders, the others drowned, shot, jailed at borders? Yes. Yes. Lovealuya. Earthalluya. Thank you for listening. This is The Earth Wants You. I'm Savitri D. with Reverend Billy, a project of the Church of Stop Shopping. Our producer, Killian Sinderman. Recorded in New York City.